Welcome back, listeners. This is episode eight. I think I've got it. August 17th, 2020. The other morning, I was looking out the basement French doors as I followed my chair yoga teacher's calming instructions. Feet touching the earth. Raise right arm and fingers reaching for the sky. Breathing. Moving with your breath as you change to the left arm. Fingers reaching for the sky. Feet touching the earth. The scene I saw through the door windows was equally calming. There was a slight breeze that morning. The trees that bordered the back of my yard, separating me from the yards of the houses on the adjacent street, had long limbs that were dancing and waving, bowing and swaying. When the yoga Zoom session was over, I felt renewed, refreshed, and reassured once again that I would make it through the day. You see, I have been struggling, on edge, slightly depressed some days. It's been five months since I've been forced to change my life and my lifestyle. In the beginning of the shutdown, I saw it all as an adventure, an opportunity to do new things, and a chance to do old things differently. Born in March, I am astrologically an explorer. I love trying and doing new things in uncharted territory. It's why I love skiing. I can easily adjust to the terrain and go with the flow of the slope, making my S turns short or long, even if it is a black diamond, navigating small moguls, or gliding through a narrow cat track. But there are only just a few mountains that I would do over and over again in a short span of time before feeling like B.B. King singing, The thrill is gone away. Since COVID-19 has affected the world and me, I am aware of my limits. I can do anything to survive three or even four months, day in, day out, week long, and maybe for a quarter of the year. But I am now in month five. I haven't had a haircut since February, which means I've got COVID hair. But thank God I don't have COVID, having been tested in July. Yet I feel like I am in a prison. I've never been in a real one, but I think I can imagine it. And I empathize with those imprisoned, especially the ones known for saying, I didn't do it. Let me out. The first few months, I looked around my house and saw interesting projects I could take on, and many of them I did. I ordered new shears and replaced my 30-year-old custom-made ones, especially for the dining room, because when I went to wash them, they fell apart. I guess the dirt was holding them together. I cleared out the garage, swept it, and made room for my red flyer wagon, my workhorse for gardening, and unloading my SUV. I moved my keyboard from one room to another, then tried to move the futon to the front bedroom, but the weight and width of it gave me a challenge I had to abandon, not something I like to do. I bought 30 cubic feet of mulch from an industrial nursery and tidied up the landscape front and back. 
I tilled my garden area and planted vegetables and herbs. I have tomatoes, cherry and celebrity, rosemary, thyme, lemon thyme, basil, and sage. Oh yeah, zucchini leaves, but no zucchini yet. I go out some mornings looking to see what's happening with that. The flowers, I call them ladies, are open and waiting for some pollination action, but ain't getting none. The leaves just keep getting bigger, taking over whatever space they can. I ordered online and paid an electrician to replace the five outside lanterns on the front and back of my house. They look nice, too. I have done my taxes for 2019, only to use the stimulus money to give the money back. I've put away the file and supporting documentation and cleared the dining room table to do a puzzle. Maybe. Do you have gremlins in your home? I'm not talking about the battle of ants versus people. I have them too. I'm talking about the mystery things that are using dishes, pots, and pans, causing me to endlessly wash them and load the dishwasher, sweep the kitchen floor, and put out full garbage bags. Thank God I have a contract to repair my home appliances. It will come in handy with how much they are building, uh, how much they are being used during this pandemic. Remember when Aretha sang, "Who's zooming who?" The answer is everybody, including me. Classes, book club meetings, meditation sessions, and friendly gatherings are just a few examples of the kind I am participating in. Zoom sessions provide some socialization without exposure to the virus. But right now, child, I need to get out. I need to break this routine. I want to go dancing. I want to go to a happy hour and cozily talk to someone after sipping a nice glass of wine. Oh, I can dance and drink at home, but then I might have to call AA for a list of meetings I can, can, I can attend over the phone. I could ride my bike. Haven't done so all summer. I pumped the tires over six weeks ago, but it's been too damn hot to ride. Desert hot. One day shy of record-breaking consecutive 90-degree days hot. I can't even ride around the neighborhood to break in my butt. I gotta break in the butt before doing any significant kind of riding, especially if it's been over a year since I've ridden. And if it ain't the heat, it's the rain. Boy, have we had rain. I don't mean to complain, but child, I believe I have the COVID-19 blues. When will it end? It probably won't for a long, long time. Folks walking around without masks, hanging out at the beach, having parties, rallies, being right up next to someone, everyone, protesting about the right to go maskless having temper tantrums in grocery stores like a two-year-old because they were pulled up about not wearing a mask, stealing the thunder of the purposeful protests like the Black Lives Matter ones. This protest is becoming more like a movement every day, child. Wrongs are being righted like I've never seen before, even after the killing of Martin Luther King Jr. The modernized picture of Aunt Jemima is being removed from the pancake box, as is Uncle Ben from the rice box. 
Monuments celebrating those who lost the Civil War are being pulled down, stowed somewhere, someplace that makes more sense. The significance of the Confederate flag has finally been challenged and in many places waves no more. The football team's name for Washington, D.C. has at long last been successfully removed and a new name is in the works. It only took a pushback from serious financial backing to make this long indigenous fight gain momentum to shine a light on this racist fight song. George Floyd reigns supreme. Even the pop group Dixie Chicks, once banned because of comments made about the government, has gotten on the bandwagon and dropped Dixie from their name. While these pieces of news are uplifting, I am suffering from information overload, too. I haven't done as good a job as I like to keep away from the news channels. People are talking about all kinds of conflicting and controversial things. Not just the whole mask thing, but the latest drug that has rushed through FDA and may be available soon. Who's going to be the guinea pig? Don't look at me, child. Or how about the issue with COVID still looming well into the fall of the election time in November and the mail-in and the mail-in ballot debate? The post office is already struggling with lack of funding, and everybody I know is planning to mail their ballot in rather than risk getting exposed to COVID. Now the White House person is acting like Chicken Little, already calling election fraud and saying the post office is going to botch the election, preventing him from four more years. Child police. A few weeks ago, I wrote a new tune, but not until I wrote this episode did I think of possible lyrics. I feel like I am living in Compton, California. Straight out of Compton, I am. The 80s lyrics of a song also comes to mind. It's a jungle out there. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> I've got the cope blues, child. The beginning of this month, my son visited from his home in the Bronx, thanks to a $29 one-way fare deal on Amtrak. I hadn't seen him since Thanksgiving 2019, nine months ago. I've never been away from him for so long. Seeing him in person was the booster shot I needed to perk up my mood, and I sneaked in a quick hug as he left. It felt good to touch another human being. I got another B12 injection when I decided to buy a low-end electric guitar. Sure, I have two acoustics, but in a lockdown situation, why not add another toy to my bunker life? The best part about getting the used guitar and amp, new strings, and a few repairs on my acoustics was the price I paid. The repairman put the strings on gratis and I worked a deal with the other elements of my purchase. It was an Ikea start the car moment, because you know how frugal I am, child. There was a third bright light that came in the news just last week, the announcement of Kamala Harris, a Jamaican-Asian-American woman, to be Joe Biden's running mate, his vice president. She's a first on many levels and has given me a moment's hope in my world of dismay, disdain for fake news, and disappointment about the world I now live in. 
Even Michelle Obama has been having a rough time. Can you believe it? She has admitted to having days of low-grade depression. <laughs> Unless you are living under a rock, how can you avoid it? In her recent internet sermon, Reverend Sylvia Sumter of Unity, Washington, D.C., used the phrase battle fatigue. That's what I've got, child. Battle fatigue. I've been trying to navigate the waves of COVID restrictions, of the COVID restrictions storm, but my boat is shifting, changing, rocking and a reeling. I am getting seasick, <clears throat> piss poor. I am getting seasick, feeling putrid, pooped, and piss poor these days. I find a way to raise my sail, but before the week is over, I see the dark clouds coming when I hear the numbers are rising, or the latest stupid thing said by the resident in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I try to be battle ready. I try to be battle ready. I try to be battle ready. I suit up each time I go out to the store. I wear my mask, usually some gloves as I enter the store. I have hand sanitizer in each car and in my purse. I use it when I return to my car, wiping down my door handle, steering wheel, and gear shift. I keep my distance and move out of the way of those who forget. When I return home, I immediately wash my hands and pray that I did all the safe things. My armor might not be as formidable as a World War II soldier, but it offers me some protection from the COVID enemy, child. People often say to me, you are a strong black woman. Let me tell you something. I hate that mythical description. I am human, a living organism. Just like a sponge, I can absorb only so much before I become bloated with too much stuff and must be wrung out or simply left in the sun like a raisin to dry out. In the beginning of 2020, I wrote a song about how much I love a recliner chair I'd recently bought. I call the chair and the song, My Easy Chair. It sits in my family room, diagonally across from my big screen TV. I am glad I bought that chair because that's about all I can do now is rock in it as I watch the trees dance or not and pretend I really don't care. And from now on, that's how I'm going to ease my COVID-19 blues, child. <laughs> Stay tuned for the song. I can 
some way Checking off my list The chores done under one sun And my soul is good Now I'm taking it easy In my easy chair Best thing about my day I swear Lying back rocking Like I don't have a care I'm taking it easy In my easy I travel, I play, I write, I walk Sometimes, sometimes I talk long on the phone Play piano, strum guitar till finally it's time To be with me on my own So I'm taking it easy in my easy chair Best thing about my day, I swear Enjoy. <laughs>